You're listening to Keep It Real, a weekly show for real, soulful conversations concerning mental, physical, and spiritual health with professional athlete and entrepreneur Jarnell Stokes and psychiatrist and mental health advocate Dr. Denise McDermott. So Jarnell, you know, we're talking about how do we have peace of mind? How do we process things? So I want to make this in a way that's that honors everyone. So like I said, everything goes into cycles of crisis, stabilization, and thrive. Everything's energy. And when we're, we're in the highest level of crisis, from a quantum physics standpoint, there's this something called the zero-point energy with infinite potential for change. So I'm really hopeful that if we know how to use this energy, whether it's you having a tough day on the basketball court or you having someone um, be disrespectful to you or someone out there feeling like someone's being prejudiced against them, you can use the energy of maybe anger or upset to actually shift it and you can do peaceful and great things to have change. And so one thing I like to look at things is like we experience, then we can integrate the experience into our own life and mind. Then we can alchemize, which is shift things from crisis to stabilization, to thriving. And then we can galvanize, galvanize. And that's what's happening in all these protests, the peaceful ones. And Jay, you saw it. Can you tell us, like you took action, like your way of handling this was, I'm going to say something. I have a voice. And you sent me that amazing kind of picture of, it was, I think it was May 31st. You were going to the Denver and you were going to be at a peaceful protest. How was that? Yeah, I went to about four or five, and I'm in the groups of these uh, protests all across the world. So I'm getting up-to-date messages of what's going on, live footage. It's uh, one of those moments where I kind of had to put my phone on uh, Do Not Disturb and I turn off notifications on these posts because it's a lot going on right now. And um, I would say this. One thing that this protest, that protesting has taught me is that all lives are involved. And it's a matter of good and evil. Um, Being able to stand out there with the people was a a vision that only my parents could have imagined. And I'm talking great-grandparents. It's um, a very, very weird time because I thought I was showing up to a Black Lives Matter uh, protest where we, you know, talk about history and oppression. And next thing I know is 90% white people, 10% Mexicans, you know, it was only like three or 4% black people. And with that being said, I'm starting to realize that it's a matter of good and evil that's always been fighting this war against an oppressive system. And more people are waking up, of course. But um, here's the kicker about history. And this is my um, what I experienced at the protest. As I was wobbling, you know, my son having my vision through the eyes of all my grandparents, seeing so many people uh, come together, protesting with uh, some of my teammates that play in the NBA, um, I ended up on a run from a peaceful protest, uh, escaping uh, police as a curfew hit nine o'clock. And- um, Thank God you're in incredible shape. (laughs) Exactly, so I'm running- But no, I mean, I know you're running, so that's just, I'm just having, I'm trying to make light, but I know, so keep going. (laughs) And my teammate goes the other way, so I, I wasn't sure what happened to him. 
until uh, later on. And on the run, I hit an alley. A cop is uh, kind of <laughs> chasing a group of people, and they go after the smaller people, which is awesome for me. But I end up in a random lady's house where a group of cops end up marching that street to patrol and see uh, where all the protesters went. But this random lady ended up being an old white lady where um, I just, I felt like a runaway slave. <laughs> I can't be oh my as goodness. real as possible. I felt like I was being uh, helped by, and, and it just put me in so many other people's shoes. So I say all this to say that uh, just going back on my stance and where I stand with defunding the police, I just believe a nation with more opportunity and enlightened people would heavily lead to a better society than a nation where uh, being patrolled and putting people in cages and you know modern-day plantations due to the unjust system and I just think a more enlightened nation wins. Wouldn't you say, Denise? Oh, absolutely. Every reason why I launched anything as an influencer had to do with that. That, you know, we all, what what is happiness? What's inner peace? And we need to all feel that there's a sense of justice, that we all matter, that our inner world and that our mental health and our physical health matter. So the fact that you and I met way back in 2017 Right. Like it was actually mm-hmm. at the time, I believe, when Black Lives Matter was launched. Right. So I feel like you, I feel really blessed. I'm going to use that very blessed um, that you and I met and have this shared desire to talk about these things. And it's not just talk about it. This isn't talking about it. this is real. You know, when Andrea, Dr. Andrea and I spoke, she's like every day when she sends her kid to school, she thinks, will, will they get, will because of their color, will something happen to them? And she's coached them on how to handle things. She even mentioned that when her and her um, former husband moved here, they wanted to make sure they had every single thing, like every little I dotted and T crossed, making sure they had their license, anything that if they got pulled over, that it wouldn't be used in a way. She like really kind of helped me to realize that every day since she's been here on the planet, there's been this different level of awareness for safety and being treated a certain way. And so then there's the ancestral DNA of what's the, how much of that's from your ancestors and also your reality. And it's both. And then we want to, you and I both want to help change this reality, but I feel like the way we have to change it is within our own minds first, Uh because if we don't have our own mind, um, healthy and thinking, might I have been biased or am I picking a good nutrition choice? Or, you know, we'll do more of our health stuff that we like to, but we're talking about racism because I've had people. And, and when I recorded one of the shows with Andrea, I explained, and maybe this is for another show, like what I experienced in the deep South coming from the North as a white woman. And um, I was raised in a house where my dad his best friend grew up. My dad would be almost 80 if he was alive. And my dad's one of his best friends when he was little was black. And my mom was like, now be honest about your grandparents. They did use some like words that were racist. I'm like, of course, I'll make sure I'm just fully disclosing. But my father, I feel like, you know, the whole concept of breaking the cycle. 
I think my uh-huh. dad, um, he had a best friend that was black and I just, I was in the North and I had a mostly white neighborhood, but the, I did have black friends that were at my school. So like Joaquin, Treka, Michelle, like Joaquin and Treka and I did a really fun talent show in fifth grade. Um, yeah, that, that song, the super, oh, yeah, I know, I know really. Um, the song super freak, you know, that song. Mm-hmm. And they taught me this dance move called the gigolo. <laughs> but we were like these little cute 11 year olds on stage just dancing and having fun and so i think my father's friendship with his black friend kind of broke the cycle in my home of kind of you know as much as we because we all sometimes are unknowingly racist or biased like you might have mm-hmm. feelings about like white people or asian people or hispanic and i might unknowingly black or asian right so we all have our own um that neuro style we talked about our own process and perceiving and we have sometimes unknown cultural bias right like for instance Mm. you were dealing with um a wisdom tooth recently right or still am and i coached you because you're such a big strong guy and i know as a doctor when i'm in the er if you look strong sometimes people don't think you're as sick they can't help it even if you give someone the symptoms Right. Mm-hmm. So I told, told you to tell them, Hey, this could be a treatment resistant infection. Make sure it's cultured. I gave you all the buzzwords to kind of scare them so that, they, that you would get the right help. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But see, to me though, like there's just all levels of bias. And I think that yeah. back to the police, I want to like circle this back. Like, and you mentioned that historically there was, what was it called? The slave patrol, the first police in the 1800s. Yeah. Yep. So that's like kind of, unknowingly an unconscious unseen energy vibration that's carried through time now that we can wake up wake up i'm going to say it again wake up and realize that justice is for everyone and that there's some really that's the systemic oppression that there and the way to fight the systemic oppression is by having individuals like you and i and myself and dr best and all of us come together from different cultural perspectives and within the police in itself using those funds i don't know the exact dollars amounts but let's just talk in a kind of more global way of healing and ancestral healing and this applies to police work and anything if you actually make the decision to realize that you are a being and i'm a being and we're human beings and that we should all try to be able to walk out of our homes feeling safe then how can those funds be used to make people aware aware okay because i talk about the fundamentals of mental health being awareness self-love and altruism so if you're aware that you're biased or you're aware that you might go like if you get called out on a crime scene that you're going to be one way um and the same thing too maybe some people might look at a white officer and go oh i don't like all white officers now right and so Mm -hmm. or like for me i'm like kind of excited about how white i am with my blue eyes because i feel like i'm the anti-trump like and and I, <laughs> because and I by the way I I am I'm actually I I'm like okay how can I use because I'm like thinking oh my god do people think automatically I'm a white supremacist do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. people just make assumptions by based on how we look exactly. yeah one thousand percent and, and accountability is also a big one on top of all of that like I'm dealing with an issue in my culture uh, right now with uh, drug dealers and we can go as deep as you want about how drugs came into the crime, came into uh, the hood and 
um, you know, a lot of people say Nixon and Reagan and, you know, they were able to distribute it in a way where it uh, kept people down. But I say all this to say uh, these drug dealers who come up, they um, they going by gold chains or these rappers and ballers who aren't really uh, giving back. I think it's bigger than the police. They're just as poisonous as the police. So on top of the police uh, patrolling and we spending our tax dollars towards being law, having law and order and domination through a unjust system, we're um, not able to use the dollars of um, celebrities and, you know, different rappers and, you know, ballers. I, I think those dollars could also be used towards giving more opportunity and um, it's important to know that the victors always write the story. So we're all victims of um, whether it's white supremacy, um, whether it's evil or people being um, in our minds, being able to control how we think. It's smart for anyone to first unlearn all the BS yes, you've learned. That's exactly. That's the best way Thank to go you. about it. And then you'll have a better direction. Thank you. This unlearning. And we're going to have Dr. Andrea, Andrea Best on the show too. We talk, and I've talked about this with Kaliani. We were at Kaliani's house um, filming you and I back in September in California. Um, Kaliani, I don't know uh, when I had a discussion with her, exactly this unlearning and remembering and Dr. Andrea Bess, like that we're whole, that we're perfect, that we come here. We need to realize and re-remember. And that has to do with staying awake. And I think people want tangibles for us. And I like kind of what can you do? So you went to protests with you know the tangibles, meaning how do we handle this time in history? And what you just said, there's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen. And the video you sent me after the protest you went to, you looked, I actually saw a shift, Darnell. You looked relieved when you sent the video about mm -hmm. how you felt like it was like to be at that protest and how, yeah, because, yeah say how you uh, felt. Cause you were like, wow. Well, because before that, there was the Ahmaud Aubrey situation. Right. And I'm a runner. You know, I, I, I run every day. I run miles and I'm, um, I'm fortunate to be able to live in uh, communities where there aren't much crime and most of my neighbors are white. Mm -hmm. So I'm uh, in situations where it's uh, hard to get in the gate sometimes because I have neighbors questioning, like, who are you? What are you doing here? You know, let me see some ID. People staring, um, people not wanting uh, different restaurants, not wanting to deliver to this house because they know it's black owned. I can't escape this. So I say all that to say that uh, just being that I'm um, in a situation where I uh, can give back, it's uh, very important for us to have shows like this. And um, we're all victims of uh, colonialism, which the same oppression is happening in Cuba and Iraq. And uh, I can sometimes be... Um, What's the word of what's uh, I've, you know, had situations that has changed my mind and made me feel this way. So I feel as if uh, seeking advice from you, Denise, and 
keeping you in the loop and sending you videos has really, really uh, helped me with healing just because you've helped me guard my heart from hate. And um, I was able to go to protests and see how peaceful people were and seeing who the real oppressors were was uh, just hard to take in. But by the way, I was also relieved because it seems as if, um, like I always say this, the society is uh, outgrowing the system. And um, we call it in my culture, Babylon. And this system has fell many times. They're gods. They're, um, you know, I don't know how, per- I don't want to get personal, no, but get they're personal. statues that represent evil things. It's all going to fall. Yes. And uh, yes, we're the generation that yes. can see it. And I'm right you know? by your it's, side. It's beautiful. Um, you know, the video that you sent me. So first of all, I need to learn. One of the things I need to learn part of my self-growth is how to like be in the moment and take a compliment because it's easier for me to give it to others. So I want to mm-hmm. just say um, when you sent me that video and I saw your face and I saw the shift, I can't even tell you how like, like touching it was to me. It was so touching that the show that I just launched last night called on alchemy with Dr. Andrea best. I actually mm-hmm. played your video in the podcast. Cause you gave me permission to, yes. nice. and I ended it that oh. I ended the podcast with like, cause I was so excited about the hope that you felt after going to a peaceful protest that that gave mm-hmm. me joy because I feel like that is the shift we're talking about ancestral healing and I feel like you and I as friends and influencers and then you know overall how things evolve with business but I want you as a friend for life more than I want business and that actually that actually ties in and I think we're going to do other shows on this what you said about um, greed or people that have money I love capitalism but I think that you and I Jarnell, believe that there should be capitalism with altruism where you build in a give back and if you have more that you help others coming up in the next episode of keep it real how do we protect people who do have this mindset right how do we keep safe it's almost like are you supposed to just be quiet it's hard for a black leader we have to be strong because if you look back in history where all, where did all our leaders go 